Okay, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Current Conservative. We're excited to be back in the studio, chatting it up about all the craziness and politics that's going on, all of things current conservative. Yeah. So, hey, guys. Total mayhem <laughs> happening in the world Not today, chaos. But <laughs> Just, we're just we're just getting just a by, little encouragement. You know? <laughs> just gotta um, laugh about certain things, otherwise you will cry. <laughs> <laughs> Comedic relief. We are here just yeah. to make you laugh. Um, yeah, right. You'll learn something think, and you'll laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I definitely think we should start with Trump's town hall last night on I CNN and. The fact that, I mean, there's just so much about it that I love um, that happened during the town hall, but also the aftermath and the conversation that followed the town hall, particularly on leftist media and, you know, journalists and such. Total meltdown and freak out. (laughs) Liberal heads exploding. Everything that he said, I just, oh, there's just so much to talk about. But um, yeah, I just, I think it was hilarious. I can't get the clip out of my head when he's talking about her cat. She has a cat <laughs> called Vagina. <laughs> a daughter cat like, named Vagina. <laughs> just the I way think, he says things like kills me. Oh, he's so freaking entertaining. I don't know how anyone could not like him. He says what everyone's thinking. It's yeah. so funny. Well, I mean, like, okay, here's my whole thing on, like, the Jean Carroll girl who's <laughs> suing him <laughs> now. Listen, he walked down the elevator in 2015, and you've been holding on to this story for the last eight years after everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have thrown everything at this man. I mean, two Trump. two sister. Yeah. Two impeachments, the Russia hoax, the PP hoax, whatever. And then we got, you know, a rape allegation. And then I love how this originally started out as a rape, like he raped her, and then now it's just sexual assault. Like, what is right. it? You know, she can't even say what year it happened. And then also, let's just consider the fact that his wife is freaking Melania, and his former wife was Marla, who's also a gorgeous, tall blonde. Melania is a gorgeous model. Um, And I just don't really think that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ivana. And I just don't really think that, you know, Trump's going to need to go after this hack. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's 20. Yeah, he even said, he goes, "Um, you know, well, if if she was presented to me, it wouldn't be my first choice. (laughs) It's not my type. (laughs) It's not my type. It's not my type. You know, everybody's got got a type. He's got a type. (laughs) She ain't no model. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Which like, I just love because he's so honest, but it's like classy. Like he's class- yeah. classily saying, Yes, <laughs> she's not that cute, okay? No, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> she's no, also no, insane. No. Like, did you see these clips of her in front of her house being like, I painted my rocks because there was a river there. Like talking <laughs> no. crazy. Like literally no. you have to go. go on. Yeah, it's insane. She's like outside of her house. It like looks like a dungeon cabin. It's like, it's crazy it's crazy wow. and then she was she was doing an interview on like cnn or what i think it was like anderson cooper or something i could be totally wrong but he's like uh-huh okay like listening to her and she's like you're really a nice person and he's like we're <laughs> gonna go to a commercial break <laughs> i'll see you on the other end like, gotta get out. 
<laughs> Gotta get myself Gotta out of get this out. situation. SOS. Help. Sister. Eject. Help. Boom. <laughs> like, um, get, the, get the hook. Hook her off the stage. That's what I wanted to do to Caitlin Collins last night. What a freaking witch. I wanted to a, smack some sense into her. A little bit of a crazy person. I mean, I go lightly when I say people are psychopaths, but she was no, teetering she's certifiable on that bi- <laughs> on that boundary. Um, and I also she was an entertainment people- reporter at the Daily Caller. I saw that. I was just about end. to say that. I was just about to say that. But I'm like, okay. So I was on Twitter after, and I actually mm-hmm. kept watching like the town hall conversation that they were having with Anderson mm-hmm. Cooper and I don't know the whole panel, and mm-hmm. then also Byron Dan- Donald Byron yeah, Daniels Donald Donalds. Okay, yeah. He was on there, and he Amazing. held his ground. He did so well. So But um, I continue to, you know, be on Twitter and stuff. That's where I kind of get, like, I like to see what the left is talking about. And they were all just up in arms that, <laughs> A, CNN would give Trump a platform. And even people were right. calling to, you know, cr- uh, penalize CNN for allowing them to give Trump this platform and that never again he should be able to talk to an audience like this because you mad bro you're mad (laughs) that the whole entire audience was clapping and cheering for him and loved everything that he had to say and giving him a standing ovation because they wanted to hear about real issues they wanted to hear what his stances are what his beliefs are what his goals are what his action items are going to be if he be, if he's president again, which mm-hmm. I just love that she had to keep calling him Mr. President. I was like, you're my president still. Yeah. Um, and that's and then, what people want to hear. They don't care anymore. I mean, we've already moved past 2020. It's like, yeah. and then he calling every Trump calling everybody, you know, only a stupid person thinks that 2020 wasn't mm-hmm. rigged, which yeah. I love particularly. But it's just like nobody, you know, I, I don't want to say nobody cares about that because we care that, it, you know, yeah. because we think it was stolen. But that's all she wanted to talk about. She kept trying to refer or redirect the conversation. And even in that panel, like some of the clips I saw there, you know, Byron Donalds is going on about like, like the inflation and all of these things that are affecting Americans in real time. And one of the, one of the panelists, she's like, you know, I'm a Republican voter. I'm a Republican voter. May I ask you a question? May I ask you a question? He's like, go ahead. And she's like, so do you think the election was stolen? Like, you know, like she just like, it's like she just ignores everything else and goes back to that question. Yeah. I, the, the whole, I think that she was also trying to like debate him, which you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then after I kept watching the town hall, the tone was on CNN that this is the same Trump from 2016. Mm. Nothing's changed if you want, you know, if you're still stuck in the past, then you're, you're going to be the ones to vote for him. But if you want something different, why not consider other Republican candidates like Ron DeSantis? And, you know, they were like peddling that narrative um, and they were just really cracking down on him and just how, how you know, he spoke. Yeah. Yeah. How he spoke. Well, that's all they have. Himself. That's yeah. literally all they have because they know he speaks truth when it comes mm-hmm. to actual issues that people care about. Yeah. Because he's yeah. willing to talk about things that all these other politicians don't talk don't. about. And I really don't actually like when people are like, well, he's, he's, you know, he's a politician now too. And he, he's like everybody else. And I'm like, that's, that's why people like him is because he's not like everybody else. Like, yeah, yeah he may be playing a certain game. He may be, you know, speaking a certain way to, you know, get his point across. And there are, of course, optics. 
But walking into a lion's den, into a hornet's nest, knowing Mm -hmm. the kind of response that he's going to get, especially from the interviewer who was basically his opponent in a debate. Right. He brought receipts. He Uh, (laughs) literally when he pulled out. out. (laughs) I was like, "This is an iconic moment in history." (laughs) Legendary. He he was just like, "Hold on, I gotta pull it out. I gotta pull it out." I just was like, "Yes," but um, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he laid it straight, and he read he read verbatim what he had originally said on January sixth because Mm -hmm. they uh, also I noticed on CNN. If anyone can tell, I do not watch CNN <laughs> regularly, so it was, I just can't handle it. But um, they were talking about um, how he, you know, incited violence and all of that stuff on January 6th. And they they totally twist what he says mm-hmm. and they leave mm-hmm. out points and they leave out um, those talking points that he made, like, that he called for peace and that you mm-hmm. need they need to respect security and all of that. And then when he was trying to push back against how Nancy Pelosi didn't allow the Capitol Police to testify during the January yeah. 6th trials, they left all that out, of course. And so they try to of always course. pin it back on him and they just it. straight up lie. Yeah, they lie. They just they literally lie. Like even Caitlin Collins was like Oh, she doesn't. She's not in charge of the cat. Yes, she is. That's literally her part of her job or part of her duties as Speaker of the House is to be in charge of the Capitol Police. Yeah, Speaker of the House. Yep, one hundred percent. And and there were other things too that I you just can't think of at the top of my head, but that she just blatantly said lies about. And it's like Mm -hmm. what you're saying is not true. That's the only point that I really hope that he that Trump. refines moving forward is like Mm -hmm. really catching them in the lie and Mm. like cutting straight to what the actual truth is in that moment because I feel like well it's hard when someone's literally attacking you it's like yeah you know like you're trying to like he's trying to look good he's trying to say the right thing and not like come out you know angry or rude and that was the thing you know he has to tread lightly you know what I mean like I think he did exactly what he needed to do in that sense which is let her dig her own grave and show how pathetic and 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 just despicable her be her the way she acted was the what she said she's like well that's what I wanted you know what I mean like giving mm-hmm. him this condescending tone so I think in that sense like he did an impeccable job of letting her dig her own grave but yeah. I I just it's hard I mean <laughs> I'm saying it's hard I know Trump but like you should yeah. really try to pinpoint how exactly what she's saying or what anybody is saying is a lie, you know, and Mm -hmm. point out what that truth is. Like, no, the Speaker of the House is in charge of the Capitol Police. And, I mean, he showed in the receipts that he did, you know, say on the 4th and the 5th, like, followed up about, you know, do you need these soldiers, blah, blah, blah. So, you know what, I just think that it really showed how strong he is, how Mm -hmm. presidential he is, how sharp he is. Mm -hmm. And, And, I mean, we all, I mean, you, I don't think you, you weren't a Trump voter in 2016, but for me, mm-hmm. I was like, I was, we watched the debates. Like it was so, it was such an epic time in history. And yeah. I think that this is like, he's just blowing himself out of the water because of how sharp and specific and eloquent he is now, as mm-hmm. opposed to then, even then he was great, but he yeah. did have moments where he let his ego and his like, you know, everybody does that. So yeah, I think it's, it was really great. Yeah. I, um, during the 2016 debates with Hillary, I was never like pro Hillary in the 2016. I was just 
neutral, I guess. Um, and it wasn't like I like dis like had disdain for Trump either. It was just mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. Like I was just again reading everything that Twitter was telling me, and then back in the day right. that was run by Jack Dorsey, etc. Um, and so. Yeah, watching the debates were actually very satisfying to me because I'm just like anything to make Hillary squeal is <laughs> medicine <laughs> to my bones. So, <laughs> oh so I was gosh. like, yeah, let's go because for it. Because she'd be in jail. Because <laughs> she'd be in jail. And I just, yeah, I remember watching all that and I was like, oh my gosh, I think that he's going to win. Oh, like win. I started to realize. But um, anyway... That was a good time. Also, I just want to also end with this. Like, I think that Trump, like, I saw online a lot of people were arguing. Conservatives were talking about, like, why is Trump doing this? Like, why did he turn down the presidential debate at the Reagan Center? And then he's, you know, going on CNN. I think it was all set up. Like, it actually kind of forced them to talk about this and and bring all these topics up topics up and um yeah like from the get-go I was like oh I see exactly what he did he Mm -hmm. went into their territory Mm -hmm. to basically outshine them yeah yeah, and I just I really it's in my Instagram bio right now but the quote (laughs) from Reagan if you can't make them see the light make them feel the heat and that's just like that's my mojo right now I love um is like you just got to pack some heat when you're talking to the left yeah. and you know truth is no on our did. side yeah. yeah truth is on our side so you know yeah we're and I go. mean you can see Dan Bongino was saying like the the um the gauge of how great he did is mm-hmm. how many liberal heads are exploding <laughs> like if they're yeah. just absolutely jumping off the deep end and like yeah trying to like you know downplay it and like show how horrible he did and the horrible things he said that knows that then you know he did a good job so and I yeah. think that's just so accurate because if he if they don't like something that he does they if you know if anything he does is like very basic or whatever they just don't talk about it so yeah. I think it was a disaster for them. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand like who agreed to this or like how this came about because yeah, I can see why he said yes. Totally. I agree with you. But I'm more confused like why they even offered this up as a possibility. Like where did this come from? I'm so right. curious. I just love to know like behind the scenes because there's just so much we don't know behind the scenes, especially like in the press and in the media. Yeah. You don't know what kind of backdoor deals they're making and especially with Fox. Firing mm-hmm. Tucker, my dad has been saying that he really thinks that um, he has this theory that Fox is going to be the new CNN and CNN is going to be like going Republican or something. I'm like, what? Oh. I don't know. I don't see how that's ha- how that's going to happen because they have so many like all of the, literally every host that they have is insane. Like for you to be peddling so many lies and attacking someone like when Byron Donalds was on there and they're just attacking him, not even letting him speak the way Caitlin Collins did. You have to be actually insane. Like, yeah. how do you, how can you even do that and like feel yeah. right with yourself? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, geez, like give a man a break. Right. I mean, yeah, back to the Byron Donalds thing, like uh, they were on like this panel. So like picture it, it's like a half circle. And then I think they started on like the opposite end and then Byron was on the mm-hmm. other end and okay. everyone went through and like spent, you know, probably a minute or two each talking about just like a quick recap 
you know, points that stood out to them. The entire time, Byron's just sitting there, letting them just spew their liberal hatred and just watch their heads explode. Poison. And then, yep. yeah. And then, then, like, literally, it's his time to talk and everyone starts interrupting him and won't even let him get like a single sentence out. And that just paints a perfect picture of yeah. what it is to have a conservative perspective and opinion in this world. It's like we are constantly being told to sit down, be quiet, shut up. And they want to censor us, censor our point of view and censor our love of freedom and actual freedom of speech. And just the things that Trump stands for, which is American sovereignty. Um, I would definitely say that he's certainly nationalistic and I'm happy, I'm happy to be considered a nationalist. Um, (laughs) and you know, I love my country and that's what nationalism means is that you want to do things that are best for your country. And if everyone had that mindset, we wouldn't really be in so many icky positions that we find ourselves in to transition into our next topic. Perfect example, the border, Mm -hmm. the border chaos and title 42 ending today. And some of you might know that Title 42 wasn't a permanent fix, and it was a policy that Trump signed in um, alongside the COVID-19 emergency. So a couple weeks ago when Biden ended the emergency, the national emergency, it ended Title 42. And so today, May 11th, is the end of Title 42, which basically means that people can just flow on in. Walk on in. But did you see yesterday that yeah. the Biden administration last minute signed into signed another Trump era policy, which basically I don't know if there's a name for it. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, basically, if immigrants want to come into our country, if they haven't yet filed asylum in another country like, you know, Another Venezuela, Central America, uh, another Central American, yeah, um, Nicaragua, Guatemala, whatever. If they haven't filed asylum yet in that country and then they come here, they're going to be denied. So that might be a little, like, that might bring a little bit of relief, I guess. Um, <laughs> and at least we have, and at least we have their contact information, you know, or like their name at least. <laughs> like in a file somewhere oh my god rather than just like come on in welcome what can we get you driver's license (laughs) a bank account a house social security number free education (laughs) come on in it's all right just walk along (laughs) there's some brisket (laughs) hot meal (laughs) but honestly like what are your thoughts on all this (laughs) What are my thoughts? Um, (laughs) Where do I start? I mean, gosh, the thing that really drives me insane is Mayorkas was up there on the podium the other day talking about, you know, one of the reporters asked him about Title 42 and he's like, we're a nation of immigrants. We are a nation of laws. I'm like, I love when they pull that out. You're like, oh, (laughs) wow. It is so, (laughs) wow. Insert. It, is, <laughs> it is so difficult to argue with a liberal or, you know, like to debate with a liberal because they don't exist in reality. They well, don't. They're not as, like they – go ahead. 
Oh, I just was going to say something Bongino says all the time. Like, they don't have morals. Exactly. They don't have principles. That's what he says. They don't have principles. Right. We are people. They don't have code of conduct. No, we are like conservatives are people of principles. Our policies run on principles. Their policies run on just whatever they're feeling Mm. at that moment. Absolutely. Right? Well, I would say that they run on destruction, really. Like whatever brings the most destruction. Of course, they don't. That's the hardest part about it is that it's so well disguised. Yeah. uh, And they sound so well intentioned. We are a nation of immigrants. It's like, yeah, my mother is an immigrant. You know what I'm saying? Like, We all have family who came here. It just it frustrates me to no end because it's like it makes us sound cra- like makes us sound like horrible to be like questioning the um you know if these people coming across the border are good or bad people. Mm-hmm. Like, do you just let anyone off the street into your home? Yeah. Or well, do you have also- a boundary where you vet who you're letting in before you do? Yeah. Well, and I think that there's been over a hundred different like reoffenders who have entered uh-huh. the country and who have been caught thankfully but think about how many others have slipped through and so now we're just we have these terrorists and offenders running amok yeah. in our country and what also makes me the most nervous is a lot of them are men young mm-hmm. men Mostly from men. these socialist countries such as Venezuela yeah. a lot of young men from Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, who are fleeing these socialist countries who I just, and they have nothing, they have, they have no purpose. They have nothing to protect or something to build, or, you know, they probably don't have a family. What are we going to be doing with them here? Like, and then did you see the, um, did I send it to you? I can't remember. I think it was a guy in New York, like a like a a politician in New York, saying like, "Who's gonna build our houses? Who's gonna clean our houses? Build and clean our houses without these people if we don't let them in?" Verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> Verbatim. You know that is again just a straight up lie because when you start to study, when you study how the welfare state affects the economy mm. and the yeah. stability of a nation, yeah. you start to see that you could make like su- people who are, have, are very low income earners get all of these benefits from the government and the amount of money that they're, you know, in, in value and benefit and the money that they actually earn equals the same amount if you were making $40,000 more. So it's yeah. like, imagine a single mother making $29,000 and she gets all these benefits, but then mm-hmm. if she makes $70,000, it's the same amount. So why yeah. would you work? Why would you work that hard well, if you're there's just getting no incentive? There's, there's no, no incentive. Yeah, that's a lack thing of about incentive socialism. destroys exactly destroys mm-hmm. the sustainability of a nation. It just basically brings your growth to a screeching halt. Yep, and that that's what allows these people to gain power. And it also yeah. they provide a solution to the problem. And mm-hmm. bringing all these people in is a way for them to a make themselves seem super welcoming and, oh, you know, we're a nation of immigrants. Like, we're a melting pot. Come on in. But yeah. meanwhile, they're just trying to flood the system, pour more money, pour more spending into the welfare state, have all these people yeah. running around committing crime and getting paid. And then yeah. it just leads to more destruction. And I mean, that you know, we were talking about this before we recorded. Like, 
this is a slow drip. It doesn't happen overnight. And you see this in all, in those countries in Venezuela. Like you hear people talk about it. Well, oh yeah, you know, we were living. It was great. You know, certain things started to change, but we, you know, we didn't notice like mm-hmm. too much. We didn't see the long term. And they're so focused on, I need to pay my bills. Like, where am I going to get gas from? Am I going to get milk and eggs at the grocery store? You know, as you, as the policies start to really affect your life in the immediate, you don't think about what's happening long-term necessarily because you're so focused on just providing for your family every, every day. Yeah. And it's the people at the top who push this message. Again, it's white liberals. And there's also a term I love using for them and it's called champagne socialists. Love it. Have you heard of this term? Love that. Okay. Champagne (laughs) socialists. And it's like these rich people (laughs) who just want you know all the things you know they want an open border they want um welfare state they want regulation regulation heavy taxes whatever it's fine for the greater good etc but they also want their mansion they want their private jet they want to be able to go to these private settings that are only for the elite and it socialism naturally creates a lower class and the elite that's that is the structure ultimately that they want and it's like it really doesn't make sense because i get this a lot it's like what do these people really want at the end and i'm like well it's control but it's confusing in the sense that like a lot of these people do rely on like they probably have like large companies who need a good economy to thrive you know and it's like it just it doesn't play out in my mind. Like, uh, for instance, if they really want like this welfare state and like, you know, a, a large. That's true. Uh, That's a good poverty, Like class of poverty. We won't really be able to go out and buy. Right. We can't be consumers for mm-hmm. seven, you know, $18 or we can't really go to Disneyland every year now, you know. And so it's like ultimately yes. they're going to feel the pain of it. But. It's like it creates, you know, what I'm trying to say? Well, yes, I do. And that's a very good question and a very valid point because – but at the same time, I feel like they don't really care about money. Like you see all the companies going woke and losing so much money and they're like, whatever, like we're doing a social justice agenda, you know, like Mm -hmm. we want equality for all. So it doesn't make sense. But the thing is that if you take – if you put into play the – you know, existence of the agenda 2030 and like the global one new world order, one world agenda, I guess that doesn't really matter because they're not going to necessarily need a consumer state because we'll be so restricted and so controlled that we'll have like, they can kind of like do whatever they want and they're going to have probably a digital currency. Like it won't, you know what I mean? Like the dollar is worthless anyways. It's going to be worthless for them if it's worthless for us. You know what I mean? So I feel like they're just, they, they need the system to end and then mm-hmm. who knows really what's going to happen after that point, especially if we're like so in a, in a plebeian like well, <laughs> and proletariat then also state, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Just also considering like America is truly the last beacon of hope. And so yeah. like in the history after the, you know, this phase has happened in other countries as people begin to, to flee to the United States of America. And so it really just leaves me questioning like okay once we're we've ran you know we've gone off all the fat of capitalism that we're currently right, living off of right now resources yeah and then where we become like a venezuelan state like it's just it's terrifying to think about but 
at the same time, like a part of me doesn't really believe it's going to happen. So I don't know. We're living know, through a really I fun totally time, agree. guys. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Like we have no idea what the next <laughs> 10 years is going to be. Like, are we going to be in just like a full tyrannical, like USSR, like gulag, like cutesy, cutesy? <laughs> or we'll be like, what outfit are you wearing to the gulag? Outfit yeah. of the day. <laughs> Or, like, are we going to, like, crash the financial system, get off this freaking credit system, and go back to the gold standard, and then everything be holly lolly jolly? (laughs) Hopefully, George Soros is six feet under uh, alongside Klaus Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. That's what I would like to see. Oh, and Hillary Clinton. And you all (laughs) We're just, like, making our kill list. Casual. Just kidding. I know. I ask God every day to take away these horrible feelings from my heart. Oh. You know what? David <laughs> you know prayed what? that same prayer. So we're fine. <laughs> so we're good. And we're good. You know, when you're evil to your core, God brings down the wrath of fury. So that is you true. And you know what? David casually was just like, God, break the jaws of my enemies. <laughs> Make their teeth fall out. And then the next <laughs> sentence is like, Turn you, Lord, death. are good. <laughs> I love you I, so much, Lord. <laughs> I am so obsessed with so some of his prayers. Oh my God, I'm crying. I know. Oh, I'm obsessed with his prayers. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, Lord Almighty, will oh. provide for me. Knock the teeth out of my enemy's jaws, please. Thank you. That's <laughs> Thank what we you. Want. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I pray those prayers too sometimes for total destruction. But you know what? He also says that their foot will slip and their devastation will come upon them. So yeah. I'm I'm good with that, okay? That's another thing that Cozy. we have to continue to remember as, you know, believers is that God has the revenge. Like we yeah. don't actually have to make that kill list, okay? We actually don't have to go and seek out revenge. Of course, there's this anger righteousness or righteous anger, sorry, um, <laughs> righteous anger <laughs> That I think is totally good to feel that we want things to be just and orderly and we can have that anger against those who want to, you know, inflict this chaos on us. And I think that the message of Jesus gets really like convoluted and like messy with a lot of people because a lot of people assume like he was this really nice accepting person, but actually he literally talked about like his words being like swords and like mm-hmm. they will cut deeply into your soul and I'm like that nothing about that's real nice yeah. like just letting you know um so well, because that's be- the thing it's like being a being a um, proponent of truth and goodness and um reality is mm-hmm. not easy and you are confronted with people who who relieve themselves of that moral structure. So, mm-hmm. you know, there has to be repercussion for that. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we take it upon ourselves and we go out and create this kill list. It no. means that, um, you know, and I also think about like how when you read Genesis, it's like there was never supposed to be evil in this world. You know, like mm-hmm. God created such a beautiful world. And I've been really trying to come from that mindset a lot more. Whereas like I look at the world and I'm like, it's so beautiful. Like there's mm-hmm. no way that we were not created to appreciate the beauty and the goodness that is this world. And yeah. freedom is given 
to those who are willing to stand up for it. Yeah. So 100%. if you are evil and you have no code of conduct and you are just feeding off of your own addiction to darkness, that's not something that can be taken lightly, you know? And mm-hmm. so I do agree that, you know, sometimes words need to be cutting, but right. at the end of the day, God is the ultimate judge. And I think it's so potent because I was talking about this earlier is that, um, the realization that you've done something wrong is mm-hmm. so much stronger than someone punishing you for doing something wrong. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that realization where it's like, oh, wow. Like whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, it can come in different forms and there's, I, I'm not saying it's like, oh, you know, we all have struggles with like the feeling of guilt or shame or whatever these these feelings are. But it's like when you think like, whoa, like I really screwed up there. You know what I mean? If you have yeah. that realization, like that that point, that moment is so much deeper and cutting than, you yeah. know, anybody taking actions from own hands and punishing people for evil. I mean, of course, whatever. I'm kind of going on, you know. Kind of reminds me of, favor, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, um, like, when you get in trouble and, like, some kids are deeply affected by knowing, like, they've disappointed their parents and, like, that's enough for them. They don't really need that punishment. It's that kind of the same thought. I don't know. Yeah, it just reminded absolutely. me of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great um, analogy. And also I just maybe we wrap up with this one last um yeah. article that we found yeah. and it's quite heartbreaking. It kind of goes along with this this narrative that, you know, that like we do live in like a fallen world and mm. the devastating effects of these, you know, socialist policies do make it seem just like really daunting and heavy. And this article uh by Blaze came out with this um, research study from Columbia University saying that um, liberal youth are far more depressed than their conservative Mm -hmm. counterparts, especially the girls. Mm -hmm. And it just simply says conservatives are generally happier than their leftist counterparts, not by a little, but a significant measure. Um, And it continues down and it says here, um, well, okay, it's, it defines conservatism in the study as the support of individual liberty, right-wing social and religious values, and unregulated free markets, and liberalism was defined as support of equal opportunity, free but semi-regulated markets, civil liberties, and social justice. Um, and I'm trying to find the... Uh, if it shows, there's no percentages. It's interesting. Anyway. You know it's crazy? Yeah, go ahead. It's crazy because um, the healthcare industry is such a huge portion of our GDP that what goes into like creating revenue for the country and our GDP, mm-hmm. it's like 18%. Wow. So when you yeah, so when you take into account like how the healthcare industry <laughs> plays into our economics mm. of what like you know affects the wheels of the economy of a nation, it's like they need people to stay sick because it they make yeah. so much money off of it. Illness well, is profitable. Mental yeah. illness is profitable. 100%. And then um I mean this is a conversation for another time, but the trans movement. Um, and then also considering how many chemicals and 
think uh, like toxins are around us all day long and it's making us infertile. And so the fertility industry is now a multi-billion dollar industry. I think they're projected to be, uh, the industry is supposed to be, you know, um, considered to be like a $27 billion industry just for fertility help. And I'm like, they've made that up. Like they've made an entire industry <laughs> to fill this need that to they've help created. Women, to help women yeah. do what they are naturally created to do. But because they have taken the ability away from us by poisoning exactly. us and destroying and then, the evolution of our bodies to be strong yeah. enough to give birth naturally. It's and and then going back to the trans, they're creating all these young people who will need to be on their medications for their entire lives creating lifetime customers mic drop (laughs) yeah and then i mean it also plays in with the fertility thing too like it's gonna be you know they want it to be like a luxury to be able to basically procreate we've talked about this oh my god just smacked myself in the eyeball (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about this, that, you know, young people need a purpose. They need answers. And this Mm -hmm. is the perfect answer for them. It's easy. You go into a doctor's office. They tell you what's wrong with you, tell you to take these pills for the rest Mm -hmm. of your life. You'll be happy. You'll be great. And what, what has, what have the studies shown is that kids and teenagers and now little, little children who are starting on puberty blockers and taking hormones and taking these and, and literally going under the knife to get rid of their own body parts, it is always coupled with depression, anxiety, thoughts of suicide, all of these things because mm-hmm. um, you're taking your own identity away from yourself. It's it's yeah. really not rocket science. Mm-mm. And it's it's just – it's so sad. And like you said, they're creating lifetime customers. That's what they need. That's what they need because they yeah. – it is so profitable to them. And um, mm-hmm. even – I mean, you talk about all the time. Like even something as simple as like C-sections. Like they make more money off a of C-section than natural birth. You know, they make yep. – I i have heard people talking University of Nash – or I think it was like Nashville or something in Tennessee where she's like, we make, you know, way more money from top surgeries than bottom surgeries or vice versa, whatever it was. So, you know, oh, we got to like awful. push that. Oh, my gosh. No, they are so flagrant and blatant about – what their agenda is and what their goals are. This is not about helping people. <laughs> this is not no. about solving problems of helping people feel like, you know, now they're in the right body because they think that they're a boy or a girl. Like this is child abuse. I, I act, it's hard for me to even like believe that we are living in a society now where this is happening. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, <Thank God. laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today and listening in on our thoughts and debriefing um, the town hall. We talked about the border and we talked about just the depressing society, a little bit of our (laughs) faith and mental illnesses. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot going on. We were all over the board today. Yeah. Um, but always remember that, you know, we, everybody goes, I mean, even in personal, in your personal life, you go through challenges and civilizations go through challenges. This is totally normal. We are like a blip on the timeline, you know, mm-hmm. and we have the unique, unique ability, uh, um, to literally change where our world goes. This is global. Yeah. This is a great awakening. People are now more exposed to the truth than they've ever been before. So we really do have everything at our fingertips and it'd be a, 
darn shame if more people don't wake up. So if this is like, even if one person sees this and they're like, it makes them question or makes them like, oh, like rethink what their beliefs are, what their opinions are about things, then that's worth it. You know, that's yeah. worth it because, um, because we have to save our country. We have yeah. to pr- protect our freedom. Yep. 100%. Well, thanks well, so much for watching. Yeah. Thanks listening. guys. All right. Bye. All right, see you next time.